Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome back to the New Truth Podcast, episode 29. We're almost at episode 30, but not quite. Episode 29, where have all the good men <laughs> gone? Where are all the good guys hiding? Have you asked yourself this question? Are there any good men left on this planet? I hear that one a lot. <laughs> They're all, all taken. The time. They're all taken. All the good ones are taken. Um, welcome back, beautiful ladies, sisters, queens. Um, I was thinking we need like a name for our people. New new truth seekers? Mm. <laughs> truth people? No. <laughs> what do you want to be called? Let, Let us, us know. know. <laughs> ah, so, I love queen. I yes. love queens and goddesses. Yes. Took me a while to ever consider that that was who I was. So. <laughs> yes. Some women might be resistant to those terms, but if you are you're resistant to an aspect of yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just know that. So where have all the good men gone, Catherine Daniele? Are there any good guys left? There are so many. And this, this felt like a sacred responsibility as relationship coaches to address this because I have yet to have a client that hasn't said some form of this. All the yes. good men are taken. Where are all the good men? And then the thing that really breaks my heart is the consideration they'll say, well, what's the best app to be on? Because all the good men are probably on a certain app yes. or live in a right. certain city. Right. And I, gosh, did I ever say this? No, I was more like no good men would be interested in me. So it wasn't really that there were no good men. <laughs> Aww. I was like turning it against myself, right? With healing my self-hatred. And then we've talked about this already in my story when I was dating, right? And meeting Andrew, every guy I went out with was a great man. Mm -hmm. Every guy I went out with was high quality and asked me out for a second date and was interested in pursuing me further. And then I met Andrew. So it took, it's like very, it feels sacred responsibility that if you are out there, with that question, with the belief that there are no good men. And you know what? If the belief that good men wouldn't be interested in you, this is the episode for you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I hear, I always hear that, oh, there's no good men in Vancouver. And the women who believe it, and also in LA and Washington, D.C. and Sydney, Australia, and like all over the world where my clients are, this is so so um, consistent that there's no good men in my city. We talked about this on the masterclass last week and how the, the reason why we go to other cities and we feel like, oh my gosh, in Calgary, the men are so forward and in LA, they're just so approachable. And as soon as we leave our bubble and go to a new city, the reason 
we become a magnet to men is not because of the men. It's because of who we are being when we're traveling. And most people that love traveling like I do, like I, uh, my heart is wide open. I feel so excited and lit up and like curious. And I'm really in the moment. I really drop into a lot more presence when I'm traveling. And of course, that's what I practice at home. But when I'm traveling, I'm just there naturally because life takes me there. And of course, that's the experience is men are forward. Men ask me out. And in my life now, I get asked out all the time because I bring that energy into right here, right now to where I am, to my bubble. I intentionally walk through the world awake with my heart open, Mm -hmm. connecting with people's eyes, having conversations with strangers everywhere I go because I know it's it's who I'm being. It's not in the other person. And for me, I love, like I make connections with people all like everywhere, you know, and not, not even just date. This goes way beyond dating, but all the women who have the belief that there's no good men left or there's no good men in their city. One of the things I see is they collude with their single friends. And it's like this big story that becomes like bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then of course they believe it because if you're going out there actively looking for evidence to prove that there's no good men in your city, you're going to find other women who are having this same experience. They're going to validate the evidence that your saboteur is looking to prove and you're going to keep attracting the same experience. But when you shift how you're showing up, like you do when you travel, for those of you who love travel and have a different experience with guys when you're traveling, when you start to show up in your own city like that, you get to have a different experience and then you get to create a new story. And sometimes it's even creating the story first and starting to like feed yourself a new story. Catch yourself when you're saying there's no good men in my city. And then, oh, what's like, what's actually a better story that I want to experience? Because I think of like Utah, I mean, I love hearing what your experience was like dating, like from your filled up, deeply fulfilled place, not needing love, not, not attached to a relationship, like feeling that love within yourself and for yourself and how all the guys wanted a second date. All the guys wanted to commit. All the guys were so interesting and awesome. And, and then I think of my, one of my best friends who's dating for the first time in 10 years, she's out there dating and she's same thing. She keeps attracting guys who want commitment. She keeps attracting guys who are so into her, who are super, of course they're into her because she's more just like casually dating and like enjoying (laughs) this and exploring this new version of herself. And then she attracts all these guys that are like, oh my gosh, you, you're different than every other woman out there. Cause every other woman out there that they're dating are like the women who are on job interviews trying to find their perfect husband or boyfriend as opposed to just being in their most expensive self. Or needy and desperate. Interview or needy and desperate. Yes. There are so many things that you said, and I feel like everyone needs to track this. So first, your energy matters more than anything, right? And I feel like how many more times can we say this, but we're here to just keep reminding you. And let's talk about what that means. Everyone thinks that they'll have different thoughts when they feel better, but turns out, my loves, your feelings follow your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts actually happen first. So if you're walking around thinking, I'm stupid and ugly, I'm not good enough, everyone else is better than me, there are no good men in my city, then 
the only feeling you could possibly have with those thoughts is like shit, right? And like crap and uninspired. But taking care of your energy starts with taking care of your mind. Then doing the things that bring you into the state of consciousness of feeling good. So you have, I think you just shared, and we talked about this on the podcast before, right? The Irresistible Woman's Guide to Dating. And in my experience, I think it's every coach's responsibility. Daily practices and habits are it. Like the, yeah. the magic is you. And the problem with the fairy tale, the problem with bullshit, you know, romantic novels is that the magic just happens as if <laughs> it is happening through osmosis or as if some other woman has something you don't. She doesn't. She probably just does things differently. And my life changed when I took radical responsibility for myself and my experience and did the things that helped me feel good every single day rather than blaming the world for why I didn't feel good or giving everybody else my time and then leaving me for last you know, crumbs on the table of the day and, and then wondering why I didn't feel good. So is there anything you want to say about taking care of energy before I go into every piece that you Yes. Said? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say like, so I love what you said about the magic and it's like the fairy tale story tells us the magic is in the relationship. It's like once I get the relationship, then I'll have like all those great feelings and then I'll like, you know, watching chick flicks is like, oh my gosh, her life is amazing once she gets that guy. And then it's like, that's the destination. And but there is no destination and that the magic is in you. And when you learn to source the magic within yourself and you learn to take care of your own energy and you learn to, you learn how to shift out of like negative thinking and, and self-deprecation and, you know, all our protective mechanisms and you learn how to come home to who you really are and how to, how to like turn yourself on and light yourself up and live a life that lights you up. When you come from that place, that's when you like you get to a, a tr- not only attract high quality love, but like you le- you've already taught yourself that you're the magic, right. that it's not outside of you, and that you're responsible for the magic. And then when you get love, like then when you then when a relationship does show up, you're not thinking, oh, okay, there it is. Now I can take. Now I can stop. Now, like now, I have everything I ever wanted. No, it's like okay, this guy, this guy's here. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. It's deep. It's fulfilling. Wow, our conversations are great. I'm so lit up. I'm so turned on. This is amazing. And, and so is the rest of your life, right? And then like, so is everything else. And then, and then you know how to keep the fire stoked in the relationship. A, because you also have to learn how to face your pain together and move through your cha- the challenges as they come up in relationship, but also because you know how to stoke your own fire and he's not responsible for it. And as long as he's not responsible for it, you're way more likely to have a long lasting, thriving relationship because- you're responsible for your own magic and fire. You attract what you are and what you're ready for. Yes. And taking care of your energy, like we hope this core message of the podcast is it's taking care of your energy all the time. Not I do all this work just so that I get the guy and I wonder why my relationship falls apart one year into it because I've abandoned myself and I stopped managing my energy. And if you are curious about the, I mean, both Kate and I are teaching our clients the practices. Like that's what we're doing, teaching you how to take care of your energy, take care of yourself, take responsibility for yourself in our work. And then 
when with belief work, like I like, I needed to learn the brain science behind beliefs because I was someone that never felt good enough. Right. And so, okay. Just saying to myself, I'm good enough all day. Like didn't cut it. No. <laughs> um, just like if you're someone who's saying to herself, where are all the good men? We are asking you to stop fucking saying that yes. right now. Right. Yeah. And then when you say there are good men in my city, you get a journal and you track all day long yes. the evidence of the good men that you meet, the evidence of the good men that exist, because your brain all day long, we are inundated with billions of information coming shooting at the brain. And your brain has this really smart system called your RAS system, your reticular activating system. What that system is doing is actually training what it's looking for. So it's looking for evidence of what you believe and you actually have to teach your brain something different. Otherwise, it's just going to keep rehashing the story over and over and over again. And again, it's an accountability process. Guess what? No one's getting out of here alive. <laughs> like life ends and no one's getting out or becoming conscious until you take responsibility for yourself, period. Yeah. And you don't get to have an epic, amazing conscious relationship unless each of you are taking responsibility for yourselves. That's the only way a conscious relationship exists. So it's really important that if you're walking around with this belief, with which look, if you want to hang on to it, sure, go ahead. But you wouldn't <laughs> be listening to this podcast unless you wanted something different for yourself. But you have to get that your brain is literally looking for evidence of what you believe. And until you actually track the new evidence, until you're writing it down, it doesn't work to just say like, oh, that was a nice experience. You're going to forget about it. And your brain is going to fight to hang on to the old belief. And so it felt like that was really important because all my clients have said some form of that, but then you have to track it. And then every single one has a different experience in dating. And guess what? She doesn't choose a new app. She doesn't move to a new city in order to have that experience. Yes. She doesn't get Botox and eyelash extensions <laughs> and change her hair color in order to have a different experience, right? You're already enough, but this is about taking responsibility for your behavior and the kind of life you want. Yeah. Yeah. And evidencing, I'm so glad you brought up evidencing. It's so important because it's like, it, it's, it's carving out the new neural pathway, how our brain always goes to the old one and it's carved out and it's paved and it's like the perfectly pristine path that's so clear versus walking through the bushes. Like we have to carve this path and we have to do it over and over again. So training yourself to collect evidence is so important. And I don't want to speak to, I bet you've bumped up against this with your clients. I want to speak to the the thing that women do that's discounting the men that do show up. Oh yeah. So I always hear women say like, "Oh my god, I keep attracting like all the guys that 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 like me. I don't like them." And it's like so annoying. Why do I keep attracting all these nice guys who like <laughs> like me and oh, I just like I can't send out another guy that I don't like. Ugh. And um so there's this moment where this really was so apparent. It was um it was during the immersion in Greece and one of my clients, we were um, out at a bar doing an, a, an exercise in, in real life, um, interacting with other humans and we were out dancing and um, a man offered to buy her a drink and she was like, oh. she, or she, 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 was, she just said no to him or no thanks or whatever. I didn't see the interaction with him, but she came over to me and she was like, 
See, Kate, that's the problem. Guys like the guys that I'm not remotely interested in are the ones who want to buy me drinks. Ugh, so annoying. And I was like, hmm, I see. Well, that's your pro- I see where your problem is, where your block is, where your saboteur pattern is. Because if you are judging that and you're putting that down, that means you've got walls around your heart. That means that your saboteur is like, nope, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough, which means you're in a lack mentality versus being grateful for every guy that does see you, even if he's not the right match for you. Sometimes he is the right match for you and your saboteur is just talking you out of it. But even if he's not the right match for you, how can you, even if he's even if he's like kind of gross or creepy or stinky or whatever, it's still, it's still like somebody sees you. Somebody is like, it doesn't mean you have to engage. It doesn't mean you have to drink the drink, but how could you like, how could you shift your energy in that moment? And so what I said to my client is like, next time someone that you don't, that you're not interested in offers to buy you a drink, you say, thank you so much for offering. I feel super touched by that or moved by that. Or um, I feel like, thank you so much for, for offering. I feel really flattered and um, it's, it's a no for me, but like, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that and being the energy of appreciation. And that's magnetism, being in your heart, feeling gratitude for even, even out of alignment matches because it's like if we're if we're just deflecting all day long. No, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Like we're not even connected to our hearts, and it's just another barrier. Oh my god, I'm so happy you brought that up because also I was thinking as I was reflecting on that story, that kind of attitude. Then when she tells herself she's open to someone, then that guy is gonna she's gonna be addicted. Yeah. Right. Because if I'm deflecting all the time and waiting for a knight in shining armor yes. who's gonna be a perfect interaction and we'll have, well, he'll, the, what's the, in the, the meet cute, like we're in a movie where uh, the stars will align and the fireworks will go off when it's someone I'm attracted to. Then you're literally setting yourself up to be chained to whoever, whoever the right person is for you rather than living in an appreciation because then it's just like icing on the cake when it's someone who's aligned rather than I, now I'm totally addicted and I have to make this work and, and this person has to be it. Yeah. So much pressure on the good ones when you're like, so when you're so resistant, deflecting all of it. And, and, you know, when I think of dating apps, like, look, you don't have to be grateful for the like, what's up guy who like makes no effort into, you know, engaging with you, but it is like, watch out for like, I'm so happy you just reflected it. It is our hearts open or close right all day long. And can I only when I'm connected to myself and attuned to myself, can I even tell when that's happening and you don't owe anyone anything. Like I'm thinking of the woman with who usually we're getting shitty inside of ourselves and doing that deflection because there's actually something we're afraid to say. And it's much easier to be shitty (laughs) about it than it is to be in the vulnerability of setting a boundary or expressing something we want. And I find that with this, there are no good men in my city. It is much easier to be walking around with, there are no good men than to actually own your desire for partnership and own your desire to be fully self-expressed in your life and to own your desire to have attention and appreciation and meet lots of high quality men. Because when I'm walking around, when I was walking around with 
no good men would be interested in me. There was no vulnerability in my life. Right. There was no vulnerability sleeping with the guy I went on bullshit first dates with and requiring no standards for how someone was showing up for me. It is vulnerable to be in love. It is vulnerable and your heart open is vulnerable and we're doing all things all day long on how to keep ourselves from that. And one of the ways we block ourselves off from love is telling ourselves a BS story that there are no good men. And maybe you're telling yourself that no good men would be interested in you, which is why you're deflecting any attention, right? And why this is your invitation to do some deep go listen to our episode on self-love mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and take a look at what do I get to protect myself from by believing that high quality men aren't interested in me other than the freaking relationship you want. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is exactly it. It's a protective mechanism. All of these stories that keep you from having the thing that you desire are protective mechanisms. Okay. Now I have an excuse or a reason or thing to blame because a deep down, most women think, oh, there's something wrong with me because I'm single. There's something wrong with me because I'm attracting toxic guys. There's something wrong with me. That's, that's the underlying like wound. And so the protective mechanism is, okay, there's no good guys out there. So now I don't have to actually like feel that pain or maybe I'm feeling that pain, but I don't want other people to know, but that's not a real story either. Like that's a faulty belief too. And so, and, and, and the more we learn how to, I, I really like the, the operating from what I call your heroine, but your soul self is about learning how to keep opening your heart, keep expanding your heart with your boundaries. It's like not having one without the other. I notice women are either walled, right? They're like boundaries are fierce, but they're walled off from love. Their hearts are closed yeah. or their suit hearts are wide open and they get stepped on constantly and they're boundaryless. And they, and they, I mean, I heard that so much on the masterclass women talking about how they felt guilty having boundaries. They felt bad for other people. I even worked through through this with a client last week where we she was like, oh, I went on a date with this guy. He was so nice. It's a clear no for me, but he keeps engaging and he wants to see me this weekend. And I'm like, I don't want to hurt him. So he's so nice. And I was like, this is the moment you own your queen in a loving way. You keep your heart wide open and you communicate your clear boundary. And we crafted a text together to, to close it. And the reality is most guys actually are thankful yeah. when women can speak their truth and say, Hey, you know, you, you seem like a really great guy. I'm, it's a no for me, but thank you so much. I don't want to waste either of our time. Thank you so much for the coffee. And I really wish you all the best in your dating. Um, you're really great. You know, like loving clear, obviously don't lie. If that's, if you don't think they're great, don't say that, but find something that feels truthful, but it's like a loving, clear boundary allows you to be able to walk through the world with your heart open and know you're okay. You, you are safe because you have boundaries, right? You, we have to learn how to operate from this place. And if you have a really hard time with it, that's when you need support. But ultimately that's, that's the ultimate place to be where we can walk through. I mean, I flirt with like this, like 80 year old man in my elevator and he's so sweet. And he's like, Sue, I mean, he doesn't ask me out. Thankfully, (laughs) I think he's just clear on the age gap, but like, it's just like keeping our heart right, hearts wide open. Like children do like animals do like being playful and connecting. And actually like life is just so much more enjoyable from that place. And so it's a combination of learning how to open your heart, but also learning how to speak your truth so that you 
you can keep your heart open. You have nothing to worry about. Right. Right. Which is both of our work. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Which is the work. And if you haven't already, um, episode 28 with Kylie, we talked about how patriarchy is holding you back. Patriarchal conditioning is to be the good girl and don't hurt anyone's feelings because patriarchy does not allow you to have a right to your own experience. And so it feels really important to go back to that episode if you haven't listened already, because we really tackled a lot in there. And where the good men are is they're everywhere. Everywhere. They're, they're freaking everywhere. It's not about the app. It's not about where you live. But the other thing is so interesting because I was thinking about this last night. There was a study that was done where uh, men were sitting, they were asked to watch a tennis match and they were asked to count how many times the ball went over the net. So you have like 15 people um, counting, right? The ball going over the net. So they watch for about five minutes and then they, the researchers come back and they say, did anyone see the gorilla run across the court? And 15 people didn't. And they played back the recording and no one saw it. Literally, it's a man in this huge gorilla costume <laughs> ran across the court, but everyone's focusing on the tennis balls. Yeah. And so this study was done to show like how powerful telling your brain what to look for is and how small minded we can become. And so the reason this felt we needed to talk about this is because even if we said, all the good men are at the stadium in Greece <laughs> and you all went to Greece, you wouldn't see them yeah. based on your own conditioning, based on what you're currently telling your brain to look for. Yeah. And maybe I'll, we'll link the study in the comments of this episode, because when I was learned about that and like then saw the video of the huge, I mean, the gorilla costume wasn't like a little kid wearing it. It was like a full grown ass man oh <laughs> in a gorilla costume running across the court and no one saw it. Yeah. No one saw it. And yeah. so you must like, this is it together that no matter what has happened in your life up until this point right now, that right now it can be different from now and moving forward. It can be different and you can learn to love yourself. You can learn to align yourself for those high quality men. And you know what? We're going to have to do an episode on boundaries because boundaries and standards are how you call in yes. the high quality men, but start with getting out your journal, tracking that they exist right? Stop brushing away at all the interest in you because then being the interest in you and the men reaching for you is being seen and you remembering that you are beautiful and worthy and deserving and that you have full choice over who you interact with, but it's not all or nothing. Yeah. And, and the beautiful, beautiful and worthy and deserving at treating yourself that you're that way, because if you don't feel beautiful, worthy and deserving, it's not because of anything other than how you treat yourself. You know, even if you're in a toxic relationship, you're in the toxic relationship because of how you treat yourself and what you believe you're worthy of. So you have to start treating yourself differently so that you feel beautiful, so that you feel alive, so that you feel turned on and lit up and important and special and like all of these things we're trying to get out there, you have to take responsibility and you have to start treating yourself differently, including how do you wake up in the morning? How do you start your day? What are you, what are you telling yourself? Like, don't go 
colluding with your friends anymore. If you have single friends who believe there's no good men in your city and you guys just talk about or how shitty online dating is or how there's no good men on Tinder, there's no good men on Bumble, there's no good men on Hinge or any of the other thing, apps, like if this is what you're doing, you are stopping, you are blocking yourself and you're, you keep you keep feeding. It's like you're putting gasoline on the fire. You're keeping this story alive that's actually blocking you from letting love in. Yeah. Radical responsibility <laughs> is the key. Okay, I just did full circle to how we even started. And it's like your feelings follow your thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Right. When tragedy happens, when there's a startle, our feelings can emerge in the moment, but it starts with your thoughts and self-care is actually about being mindful of your thoughts. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking all day? And you can change your mind. You can change your behavior. You can heal. And that's everything we stand for. And if both, you've heard both Kate and I's story. It's not like we came out of the gate and had all of our shit together and loved ourselves. We each have worked very hard and lived the discipline and these practices so that we can model it for you and all that is possible. So and if you're ready- Invest over and over and over and over again because when we learn to invest in ourselves and in our growth and to to ask for help and reach out for support, we actually teach ourselves that we're worthy. That's part of the worthiness practice is I remember the first time I invested in um, a, a and it was my first time going on a retreat actually and it was it was a huge investment and I was so terrified, but I knew that I had to break that. I like, this was part of me owning my worth. I am, I am worthy of this, right? We like no problem spending money on houses and cars and clothes and Botox and all of these, these things. Wedding dresses and wedding dresses and weddings. But it's like, who am I in inside of that house, inside of those clothes Mm and underneath the Botox, if I am miserable and anxious and, and, you know, constantly judging myself and questioning myself and perpetually beating myself up and attracting toxic relationships. And what is it worth? You could have the most like, if you like plastic surgery, the most perfectly plastic surgery face, you could have the most epic wardrobe. You could have the most, your dream home, your dream car, your dream wedding, all the things. But if you don't have a healthy relationship within yourself inside of those things, you have nothing. So investing in yourself is the most important thing in order to transform these thoughts and these beliefs and these like I never did it alone and we're not supposed to no we're not supposed to that's the patriarchy conditioning also right that women should have it all and do it all and be it all all at once and not ask for help and be superwoman and then we wonder why we are so empty inside so no more emptiness being full of yourself so full of yourself and we love you and if this episode helped you and now you're willing to not talk like this with all of your single girlfriends send this episode over to them and if you are not already in the new truth movement facebook page facebook group then know every thursday we go live to unpack each episode and if you have questions and comments and how this one has helped you We would so love to hear it. So thank you so much for listening and subscribing and leaving reviews. It makes such a difference so that more women find us when they're searching for relationship podcasts. Yes. See you soon. And remember, there's good men everywhere. Good men everywhere. 
Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every woman. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at the New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.